welcome to You Need to See This in Every Other Weekly Film Podcast about filling the gaps in our collective cinematic experience. Yes, we are focusing on the cinematic one. Um, I am Cozy Orlin, and I'm joined by my co-host... Bree Jones. Excellent. Uh, we are comedians, writers, filmmakers, and school paper nerds, jocks who want to be smart, popular girls, slick drug dealers, fresh off the bus new kids, and angsty alt girls. Ooh. Every episode, one of us tries to convince the other and the audience that they need to see a specific film, and this is no exception. And we're doing it all without any spoilers of any kind. This is true. This is very true. Oh my goodness, we're continuing uh-oh month. Um, I love making up silly versions of names for our horror movies October month. Anyway, <laughs> uh-oh month continues to frighten with the 1998 classic high school horror film the faculty and brie you need to see the faculty okay yeah i uh i have not watched this movie uh i don't i feel like i've heard of it i know good um i know very little about it so i'm excited to hear what you have to say okay perfect very 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 good i would even advise not watching the trailer because the trailer feels like it's mildly giving away some big stuff that is more fun to see when you're watching it in person. Got it. Yeah, so many trailers do that. And I it's sort of like, I honestly like feel like I like watching movies nowadays too without really going in with the trailer because there's a tendency to like spoil things in them. It's so crazy, especially for a movie like this that has like a big reveal. Um, you know, it just, it's great. I watched the trailer just to like remind myself of it. And I was like, no, 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 you can't say that stuff. So yeah, this will be fun. I, I'll be avoiding certain things because that's the right move. And this will be an interesting one for a lot of reasons. So uh, interesting, interesting options. Okay. I also almost did Idle Hands. Honestly, that's really what I was expecting when you started, uh, you know, the the whole like we are comedians, we are writers. And, right. and then I and then I heard the last part of it and I was like, I don't think this is Idle Hands, but maybe. Yeah, like rewatching Idle Hands for the first time since I was like pretty young. Um, the concept is really great and the execution is really terrible. Mm. And uh, it's very much like 90s, like comedy that does a bad job with certain things. Um, And like Jessica Alba's character is really like, I feel so bad for her because she's written as someone who like, wow, she is so in love with this guy who like just sucks. Yeah. So I felt like they put her in a really bad place. And the the sidekick characters who are kind of like stoner dudes, even they weren't really great. They weren't Mm. well written. I didn't believe what they were saying and everything was just kind of, yeah, it just felt like I, I can't recommend idle hands the way that I want to. So that one has to get taken off my list. Dang. Yeah. It's a bummer. That's that's part of like the, I think the fun of this podcast is like, you (laughs) you sometimes watch a movie and you're like, yeah, I like it, but you're like at a different point of your life and like maturity or, or like, you know, perspective, and then it changes. So it just does. It's it's there was it's like, um, you know, I feel like as an adult, I now have a stronger concept of what realistic reactions to things are. And I didn't care about that when I was a kid. Yeah. And so now when I do see things that don't feel like realistic reactions, I, I just get caught on them and I'm allergic to them. And I just can't like, really let them go. They feel like 
big sort of buy-ins and you can't have a lot of buy-ins like that or else it's not well written there's like acting problems in it and yeah it just just doesn't work vivica a fox is in it and she's great and she gets screwed over too and i'm just like come on what are you doing to these people yeah well it sounds like you got a film that was close to the same time periods and weirdly enough i think maybe even a year earlier (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy that this one worked and that one didn't and it says a lot but yeah let me let me tell you some more about this one i've got i've got a lot to say for it it'll be interesting got it oh perfect Okay, so the synopsis. Let's start out with one of those. Great. Cool. This one I just sort of wrote while I was in the mode of just writing stuff. Uh, High school students from very different cliques realize that their teachers are not who they appear to be and are in fact far more sinister. What are they? Who are they? I'm not telling you. That's a huge spoiler. (laughs) Um, So the group of high school students try to get to the bottom of it and stop them things get scary can they stop the faculty watch and find out Ooh, okay so it sounds like there's a lot of like fun twisty reveals in this maybe there there are there are some things that you're like what does this mean and then there are some reveals and then you finally sort of figure out what their deal is and you're like whoa and then when you're in that whoa moment that's when you kind of get to really appreciate the movie more as a whole so until then I'm just going to kind of give you as much as I can that is uh, non-spoilery. <laughs> okay, great. And I'll also say it has uh, sort of Breakfast Club echoes in it and also very specific echoes of another movie that I'm not going to mention, but it's definitely one that you know and like, uh, okay. but it would be a spoiler to say what it is. Got it. I will just say that you will, as soon as as soon as things get revealed, you'll be like, oh, got it, got it okay interesting. there are like oh there are even homages in this movie to things that you've seen before and so i'm excited for this this should be fun got it okay that's interesting that's like that already makes me mm-hmm. want to watch it because i'm like well what is it that i'm like <laughs> i would like clock to i was like <laughs> oh this is an homage to this yeah it's it's fun it's it's fun to see and and it's an interesting one uh so this movie's written by uh, David Wechter, who wrote on Penn and Teller Bullshit and a mm. show called Big Giant Swords. Mm. So magic stuff? <laughs> nope. Uh, yes, I guess so. I guess so. I guess there's some magic in the Penn and Teller thing and the other ones. Yeah, okay. No, I'm on board. <laughs> yeah, the swords one. I'm not sure, but yeah. I think of swords as like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be magic. Yeah, it's at least magic adjacent. I think yeah. this one has to do with a blacksmith like. Oh, it's kind of one of those like reality series where it's like a blacksmith who makes very large swords. Okay. But I'm not sure because I've never heard of it before, before seeing it on IMDb. It's also, this one was also written by Bruce Kimmel, who apparently wrote, directed, and starred in an outer space musical horror comedy called The Creature Wasn't Nice. Mmm. Have not watched that. Yeah, these are like, weird credits for this movie they make no sense but this movie was then rewritten by kevin williamson the writer of scream i know what Mm -hmm. you did last summer the vampire diaries and the creator of dawson's creek oh okay so you can tell some some very a very specific hand was involved in the creation of this movie (laughs) yeah and that's a good horror pedigree i think so yeah yeah i know and then like classic like 
because uh, when did Scream come out? That was like it's like around the 2000s? same time. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was close enough. It might have been earlier, honestly, or like similar timing. Because yeah, I think that that's why they gave him this movie. They were like, you know how to write for like teens and horror. Oh yeah, Scream One. Yeah, it's nineteen ninety six. Oh, there so. you go. And this is ninety eight. Boom. Boom. Nineties. Uh, nineties horror. Yes. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, this movie is directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Right from Dust Till Dawn, uh, Spy Kids, Sin City, Planet Terror, and what I assume is called the El Mariachi series. The yeah, Mariachi. I suppose so. Like Mariachi. that was. Yeah, yeah, that was like the first the first one. So I assume the series is like that or it's just the Antonio Banderas like um, <laughs> uh, series. I don't know. <laughs> All I know is I remember really liking Once Upon a Time in Mexico and probably definitely can't watch that anymore. Yeah, I also liked Once Upon a Time in Mexico, but that was so good. Yeah, that was uh, a while back when I watched it. Yeah, it's it's got Johnny Depp. It's it's time to say goodbye to it, sadly. But everybody else, I think, is okay from it. Yeah. That's how it goes. I just remember Cheech Marin having, like, three arms or something. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun bit. Um, But yeah, uh, anyway, movies that I haven't seen in a very long time. Uh, and I've still never seen Spy Kids or Planet Terror. Okay, so, starring. This is going to be a long section because there are a lot of people who are starring in this movie, and they're all names that are worth mentioning, I would say, if not most of them. Mm. So we've got the high school students. We've got Elijah Wood as Casey, the school paper nerd, uh, who apparently had the idea, he, he was given the idea to, to um, what's the word I'm looking for? To try out for Lord of the Rings on this movie set. Oh, so wow. Without the faculty, he may not have been in Lord of the Rings. Okay, so it's sort of like a weird butterfly effect thing. I think so, and and because we covered Lord of the Rings in a past episode, felt worth bringing up. Yeah. Uh, we also have Sean Hattesey as the jock who wants to quit football. Uh, Jordana Brewster as Delilah, the type A popular mean girl. Okay. We have the one and only Josh Hartnett as Zeke, the slick drug dealer, with his weird haircut that he carries with him in any in any Josh Hartnett movie. Uh at the probably at the peak of his Hartnett popularity or around that time, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Laura Harris as Mary Beth Louise Hutchinson, the fresh off the bus new kid. Uh, and most importantly, of course, we have Clea Duvall as Stokely, the angsty alt girl who I believe is everybody's favorite. Ooh, I love it. People, people are very pro Stoke Stokely, very pro Stokes. And very perfect uh casting for like, yeah, alt girl. Yes. Absolutely. And for, for many, for a number of, for a number of reasons, uh, for teachers, um, we've got Robert Patrick as the football coach, uh, who is, you know, speaking of, of, uh, of movie pedigrees, Robert Patrick has done a lot of stuff, uh, yeah. which I haven't seen, but I hear, I hear exists. <laughs> um, let's he was see. the pa- bad guy in the, in Terminator 2. Boom. Nailed it. Yeah. And he is a good bad guy in this one, one of many. Uh, let's see. Other members of the faculty. We have Piper Laurie as a teacher. I don't know who she is, but she seemed pretty prominent teacher-wise. B.B. Newworth as the principal, who does a really great job being very B.B. Newworth in an awesome way. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, Jillian Anderson was supposed to get that role potentially. And you can sort of see it in how B.B. Newworth does it, I would say. Um, Famke Jansen as the English teacher. Uh, hmm. Daniel Von Bargen as a teacher. He's done some stuff, but I don't really have a good concept of him. Uh, we have Selma Hayek as the school nurse. Speaking of Selma Hayek. Okay. I don't think she gets enough of a part in this, but she she gets what she got, unfortunately. You know, there are parts that work well and parts where I was like, I wish she'd gotten a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and John Stewart as the science teacher. <laughs> wow. One of his few film roles. And right. since you haven't seen Death to Smoochie, this might be the only film role that you would see him in. Yeah. Uh, Christopher McDonald and Usher are also in this movie. <laughs> okay. Interesting. So yeah, it's it's a pretty insane cast. It it's is a, lot a of, it's a big mm-hmm. cast, yeah. A very big insane cast of very good people. Um and I also unfortunately have to mention that Danny Masterson is in this movie playing a character named Fuck Up Number One. Okay, well that's appropriate. So that's right. Fine. Very. But also more specifically, like so we know that he is a rapist and a shitty human being. And I'm very, very used to being like, oh, this canceled person is in this piece of art, so I can't support this. So like, it's not going to be on the podcast. I'm out. Yeah. But something that never happened uh, before actually happened. And it deserves to be mentioned. He was actually convicted. He's in actual prison. Yeah. No, uh, it's great. Somebody it's so being great. held accountable for their yeah. shitty behaviors and yeah. crimes. Crimes. Exactly. He's an actual, he's actually, account, he's been held accountable, he, which means he's currently not a danger to his victims. He's not a, currently a danger to any potential new victims. We're all aware that he's a rapist. We all agree that he's a rapist. And nobody is denying it or cognizing, cognitive dissonancing it away. And there are no PR firms who are burying that he's a rapist. Uh, and that's my line. Like everyone has their line with this stuff and actual accountability and punishment and an inability to hurt people is my actual line. Uh, like, so I get to do this movie. That's, you know, that's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good line. I think, Thank you know, you. especially because it's like, yeah, they're safely uh, away from people who could, they could harm and they're, they're, they're convicted. They're held accountable. Um and that's the way it should be for most of them. But unfortunately, money comes into the picture and yeah. whatever sort of vague lack of, uh, I guess, there's just uh, whatever, whatever, like politics goes into into court proceedings where there's not enough mm. to to convict somebody is unfortunately the way it goes with a lot of these people. Yeah. Or they don't even try and they're just like, no, but he has to be in this next Marvel movie. <laughs> right. It, it gets a lot of it gets hush money to. So like, much, so much that we don't know about. That's the insane part. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah, good, yes. good to be able to be like we can appreciate this movie and appreciate the good people in it, without uh, you know, but also be like happy that the bad person is held accountable. <laughs> yeah, he's been fully deplatformed and uh, and he's gotten accountability. He didn't die before getting accountability. Is not one of those cases. He's alive and has accountability, and can't hurt people. Yeah, it's weird to realize that there have been like almost zero other situations like this. Yeah. Really hard to think of any. I um, mean, I guess I was I would say like Bill Cosby, but then he also like, you know, got out way earlier. Uh, yeah, so. he also, yeah, he also got out way earlier. And yeah, that's a good point, honestly. Yeah, that's a tough one. And he's and he's out and, and seems to I don't know if 
I don't know if he even agrees that it's something he did at this point, but I don't know yeah. if that matters. That's a tough one. But yeah, at least everyone is aware that he did it. And he's yeah. old, so who knows if he's a danger to people. I don't know. I never cared about Cosby enough to um to like want to cover anything that he did. So he's never been like he's never been a stopping point for me. He's always been a no. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, Cosby's not really like a movie person either. So I think it's never like affected, you know, me yeah. on that level. But he's That's the only one point. I can think of like off the top of my head who's like been, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess Harvey Weinstein, like who produces so many movies that you can't really avoid him. Um, yeah. Is is he out or is he still in? He's still in, I think. Yeah. See, that makes me feel good, too, because this is a Miramax movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like you know it's okay it, there's some sort of like level of okayness of like okay well that person is clearly like you know being uh punished for their crimes so yeah there was accountability like i guess the step after that is if they if they do get out of jail the next step would be um what's what's that like working towards uh like working towards actual um what's the word i'm looking for like rehabilitation that's the word yes like real and genuine actual rehabilitation that they can prove feels like the next step after prison yeah if you, if you don't do both of those then my likelihood of caring about you is very low or i'm just like ah, uh, no no thanks yeah but yeah you know like i guess cosby needs to actually go through real rehabilitation before before he's cool again right or, or he needs to be in prison and not a danger to anybody i guess those are my two options wow this is getting into this subject in a way that I am very glad that we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it's relevant because the whole Danny Masterson thing is pretty recent. And right. We, I wouldn't have been able to do this movie like very recently. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I would have had to just shut it off. And I didn't even think about that for a while. I was watching it and I was like, crap, I can't do this movie anymore. Uh, and, and it sounds I, yeah. sort of like you know, like there could be like some leeway with like, you know, it, depending on, you know, obviously you have your line, but like some people, it sounds like mm -hmm. he had a minor role in this and some people would probably like, right. eh, like, okay, he's in a very small part of this. Yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people too. And that's a good call. And and everybody's got their line with that stuff. Um, but yeah, even though he's, even though he's gotten accountability uh, and is in prison, when he's on screen, make sure to boo very loudly at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's always very helpful too. Um, so yeah, that's that's the cast. And I can't really remember when I when I first saw this movie, but I'm sure it was in theaters. Uh, I don't remember much about the first time I saw it, but I do remember being like, John Stewart is in a movie, and Famke Jansen is very pretty, so this is good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also remember liking it. Yeah, I don't think I ever, I feel like I probably like know of the title of the movie because like um, I've seen Robert Rodriguez's stuff, mm. but it's just, yeah, it's something that just sort of, I, I never got around to watching, I guess. Um, that makes sense. Interesting. Um, but yeah, what are, what are your takes on this one so far? So far? I mean, yeah, it sounds like, I mean, I'm curious to hear more about it. It sounds like it's kind of hard to like, it seems like a, a spoiler heavy movie. Um, <laughs> Truth. Or, but I like that there's like mystery in it and it seems like a fun kind of like a little bit campy maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, just the idea of like 
of a, a you know a school faculty and like the <laughs> teachers being like having some sort of like mystery about them is it sounds like funny and like not funny but like in, an interesting premise so yeah definitely and i wouldn't yeah. say that i would say this one isn't definitely isn't too played for camp value but there are some moments where it probably accidentally leans into camp territory okay unintentionally where, camp. yeah like things i didn't realize were funny when i watched it originally but watching it again i'm like okay some of this is a little silly yeah um but they take it they take it pretty seriously in it which is an interesting thing too and and there are some moments where it like hits you in that way and other moments where you're like ah, i don't know yeah um yeah. but yeah i'm on board i think like it's uh i like the cast nice um, yeah clay duvall elijah wood um all of these people yeah good people definitely good folks um yeah do you want to hear some reasons let's hear them sweet okay that sounds like a very good idea uh so here let's find these reasons um okay perfect so for the first one so this is kind of keying a little bit into what i was talking about originally um you know for a while i genuinely was not sure that i was going to do this movie because mm-hmm. there were there were parts that felt like they didn't really age well there were scenes that felt kind of dumb that I was laughing at. Uh, and part of it was that I immediately realized that Danny Masterson was in it. And I was like, mm-hmm. nope. Um, but after I realized the recent conviction and all that, I got comfy again. And then at some point, the movie genuinely like really locks in. And you're living in that world and you're like worried for all of the characters. And and that's my first reason is that this movie does make you care about the characters and their and what happens to them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there uh, mm-hmm. any care? I guess you said uh, Clay Duvall's character is like the favorite. Um, yeah. But you end up caring. Like, are they all equally like, I guess. Uh, Liked by the audience? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's because it's such a click movie. I think that everyone kind of, at least in high school, at least when I watched it, everyone kind of relates to different people in it and they're rooting for different people. Like, you know, I would say that that uh, Elijah Wood's kind of like sort of the mainish main character, if anyone, like either either him or maybe Sean Hattesey or may may. Yeah, like maybe the maybe either of those two are kind of the mainest out of the main characters, but it really does spread a lot of it around. And, um, you know, Casey's the nerd, so it's easy to be like, hell, yeah, he's like a journalism nerd and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and, and Clay Duvall's a little bit more like, don't, don't like bother me. I don't want to have to deal with you. I don't want to have to deal with anybody. Leave me alone. So right. she's just sort of like rejecting everything. And so, yeah, I think uh, it's the type of movie where you get to connect to who you connect with in a nice way. Yeah, like an ensemble piece that has a perspective for everyone to latch on to. Yeah, exactly. And like the new girl's trying to be nice in like a situation where the whole school is kind of like, modern instead of nice where they're like i don't want to have to talk to, i don't want to talk to you you know you're just some random person and she's like yeah i'm just trying to fit in and and everyone's like nah you know you know go go fuck yourself a little bit and and so you know everyone kind of has a little bit of that i mean i don't necessarily i mean i don't necessarily like connect super well to like the football-y guy i don't yeah. really connect to like the type a personality like uh like cheerleader girl but 
um you know there are aspects with all of them where you can kind of see yourself in them i'm sure yeah um uh. but yeah generally i would say like and this sort of leads into the second reason is that this movie is very focused on like conformity in a high school setting mm -hmm. and it has like a lot of really good messages that you would like want to see as a high school like as a teenager you'd be like yeah i agree with this like it's definitely something cool for alt kids to see and identify with right like the teachers are against us authority is bad conformity is evil these are all solid messages to give kids <laughs> yeah uh i feel like yeah that's that's definitely like something you want to see in a film uh Oh, absolutely. And get those messages across and like, especially like a click kind of movie. Yeah. And like in that way, because it has such a, you know, um, such a such like a horror movie thing on it. There's like an element of satire to that situation that's going on. Right. And there's something nice about that. Gotta love a high school satire uh, as as evidenced by me reference uh, me me um, talking about election a while ago and things like that. But it's even more fun in a horror setting. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. My third reason is that the cast is crazy. Uh, super crazy. It's too many good people in one movie. Um, and sort of connected to that, this movie is kind of like a balancing act since there are so many protagonists in it. And you you see them all in their own little situations or dealing with each other one on one. And no one feels unnecessary to me in this movie. They all feel like they work really well in it together. Ooh, okay, interesting. Yeah, I was impressed. I was by the end I was expecting to be like, well, did we really need blah blah blah? But I don't know. I liked all of them. I think that their connections worked really well, even though there were moments like where you can tell that Casey, the like the nerdy guy, is kind of into the cheerleader, but you can also kind of not tell that. And so you're like, okay, so he's sort of into her, but she sort of sucks. And he's it's like a weird, it's not. I wouldn't say that it's the traditional like crush situation. Yeah. It's more of like she's being obviously kind of a jerk about stuff and he still kind of likes her. I don't know. It's not like I wouldn't I wouldn't say that the archetypes are perfect in this. They're like almost there, but they're not quite right. Like Sean Hattesey, he doesn't look like a football player. He doesn't have like big muscles. Yeah. And he's I think he's like the quarterback or something. And you're like, this dude doesn't seem like he would be the quarterback. Um, but he doesn't want to be. He wants to be like a smart kid. Like he he's quitting football. Okay. Which like is a good nonconformity message where he's like, I want to do well on my own merits. You know, I got, I got, pat he says something like I got passed in this class. Um, like I got my D turned into an A because they knew that the game was coming up. Like they're a, a football town. Yeah. And so you can kind of see the way that they mess with all the archetypes rather than them being like necessarily perfect versions of them. Right. That's that's interesting. Yeah, they set up set up this group to be sort of like an example of every sort of archetype in high school. But really, it's like the more you get to know these people, the more you realize that they're uh, that there's more to them pretty quickly. Honestly, like they give that to you pretty quickly with all of them. They're just like, yeah, these guys, they're they're not quite they're not quite with the grain. Yeah. OK. And that's why and, they're sort of like that's why they're together. Yeah, that's why they sort well. They really band, they band together really to stop the teachers. Like normally they wouldn't be together at all. Okay. So it's, it's almost like normally you would sort of be surprised to see them together. Although I think that the mean girl cheerleader person is also like the head of 
like the journalism thing or she's like involved in the journalism thing in some way got it she's also type a so it's like a weird mix of both of those types in one person right so it's not necessarily that they were all like yeah friendly with each other before but it was sort of like (laughs) circumstantial that they ended up like kind of meeting together to to fight the greater evil or whatever i would say a hundred percent and that makes it even more fun somehow where you're like oh normally these people would hate each other wouldn't talk to each other right i mean and that makes sense yeah like you have like of course like the 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 even just like the 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 whole nerd loving the cheerleader um yeah, yeah it makes sense that you would have that as like they're strangers who end up having to work together in this situation yeah exactly and you can sort of like you you see like the um like the goody two shoes new kid talking to like the um the alty girl who doesn't want anything to do with her right and you see like her talking to like the uh the drug dealer guy and you're like oh they don't seem like they work together because she's so nice and yeah it's interesting to see the the dynamics in this movie i would say okay um i have a question yes hell yeah and i don't know if it's and feel free to shut me down if it's a spoiler (laughs) but um what is sort of the re how did these people all end up together Mm. well it kind of varies and it happens throughout the movie in different spaces like there's there's a moment where um two of them witness something that they that they uh weren't expecting to witness okay and so they kind of know the secret now but and they wouldn't be together if they weren't realizing that secret and uh and some other people are just kind of like pulled into it that's sort of the chain reaction of it got it okay yeah because it wasn't like they all saw something no, they didn't all at the same time see something. Some of them saw something and others were like wondering what was going on because like more and more of the faculty are kind of becoming evil as it goes. Got it. So, and and you sort of see the, you, you see the conformity metaphor happening as, in the movie, basically. Okay. And so it's like, who hasn't become sucked into sort of being conformed, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah, that's that's the that's the process of it. Got it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, with a couple other with a couple other things in there too, in terms of just like dynamics between teachers and students and all that, and like the like the English teacher has a very specific dynamic with the drug dealer. She's like, "Oh, I know that you could like be a great student if you didn't waste your life," you know. Right. Um. But yeah, it's interesting. Is that a good answer? <laughs> yes, I think so. Awesome. Yeah, I think awesome. I think yeah. You no, I, that was yeah. What I was curious about is whether this was sort of like a trauma bond of like <laughs> did they all see the same? But it, I mean, it is in the sense of like they're going through this thing together and then they yeah like, form a relationship. But it's like not necessarily all at once. Yeah, it's like a safe safety bond, but not all at once. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My fourth reason that the is that the special effects are really fun and very like nineties. Okay. The special effects of what, though? Who knows? Ooh. Who knows what they could be related to? Yeah. Um, but mystery. when you see that, yeah. But when you see them, you're going to be like, this is silly and I love it. Uh, I'm going to throw out a guess and I'm going to say. Oh, don't throw. No, no guesses. No guesses. Okay. No guesses. If it's close, I'm worried. Okay. Okay. I won't. I'll keep it to myself then. Okay. Good. Because even even th- there are there are there are things that could put people in directions, and I'm like, don't go towards it. No directions. Got it. Okay. I'll and keep that it leads to. to oh, thank you. And that truly does lead into the last reason for it, 
which said it is very much a what is the secret sort of horror movie. So for yeah. a while, you're definitely in that space where you're like, I need to know. And then once you find out, you're like hooked because they do it in a way where it's so active that you're like, okay, now not only do I know what's going on, I'm worried for everybody and like mm. they need to stop it. It's not like it's not like the ring where someone's going and like doing research in a library. <laughs> right. There's like a montage of of papers being thrown tossed around and books yeah. being opened. Yeah. Yeah. I've been so annoyed at that kind of movie lately, where where it's like a what is going on horror movie where no one's in that much danger. And I'm yeah. just like, nah, I don't know. But this is truly like the right version of it. Ah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Uh yeah, those so those are my reasons. I don't have any I don't have any huge bonus reasons. No, no nothing comes to mind in terms of bonus reasons. Um uh it is fun to see John Stewart in this movie, but again, that's part of the cast. And he's he's not even perfect in it either, honestly. He feels embarrassed about it. I've heard him talk about it, and I don't think he's a big fan of it. Oh, <laughs> of his, really? His, yeah, his performance in it he probably doesn't like. Ah. Yeah, aw. Aw, but I feel like that's probably, like, I bet it is better than what he's saying it is because John Stewart seems like the kind of person who'd be a little bit more, like... Yeah, exactly. I'll uh, say that... Humble. I'll say that Robert... I'll say that Robert Patrick does a really, really good job being uh, an evil dude in it. I, I really like his evil coach. Okay. Um, pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think? I mean, I, yeah, I think I'm on board because there's enough like mystery and intrigue mm -hmm. to like kind of, I just, I really want to know like what the deal is with the faculty. <laughs> um, this definitely feels like a tough movie, like to sell you know, in the sense of no spoilers. Yeah. Um, but I think the cast, like, it sounds like a fun, you know, kind of high school parallel of like, yeah, like a bunch of, a bunch of sort of characters being forced together based on the circumstance who don't oh, necessarily yeah. like, are who aren't really like friends with each other. Um, <laughs> and, and the, the nonconformity angle, like is, is interesting. Um, yeah, I'm really curious. I, I I'm honestly like on board because I really want to watch to see what it is that the faculty is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it, I mean it sounds like a fun, like kind of mystery horror movie. Yeah, I would say definitely. <laughs> well, wonderful, awesome. Um, and it's very. It sounds very '90s. Like yeah, like when you said like <laughs> I know what you did last summer. Like that's what it sounds like yeah and the soundtrack also feels very 90s <laughs> yeah uh okay. it was interesting because like because i was watching idle hands and offspring was in that movie mm. uh and then songs from offspring were also in this movie okay that is very 90s <laughs> yeah it was perfect i was like this is just a 90s kind of night yeah i watched them right after one after the other so <laughs> how, yeah how much of the, has the offspring made off of like 90s horror movies i hope a lot i really do what a treat <laughs> i was glad to see them in that one they they got to do some fun stuff in idle hands oh good yeah it's always fun to like see a punk band in a in a 90s movie because that happens a lot honestly <laughs> yeah the and the offspring were one of the ones that i felt like uh easy to bond with uh a lot of people like a lot of people love the offspring. So. Yeah, they even get lines in that one. I think um 
I think uh, Tom DeLonge from uh, from Blink-182 is also in that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is insane. Like, that is such a 90s movie. But it's, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't hold up. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, so it goes. Such is life. Yeah. There's, there's more than enough Usher in this movie to make up for it. <laughs> he doesn't sing in it, unfortunately, but so it goes. Ah, uh, no, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, no, yeah. <laughs> um, Sadly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, audience, have you seen The Faculty? Are you... Are you deeply in love with the faculty? Like I know a lot of people are. It's a cult. I think it's a cult film. I would call it that. Uh, anyway, follow us on Facebook and X and need to, at need to see pod and on Instagram at you need to see this podcast and let us know your thoughts. Tell us about your favorite character from the faculty and who you relate to and join the Facebook group. Tell us some other movies we need to see. Talk to us about the part the the reasons why you love BB Newworth. Like we all should because she's great. Mm-hmm um oh my goodness jumanji jumanji is she i didn't see jumanji i, I don't think know so i believe it i might be wrong i think fraser maybe also was she in fraser was she like the think ex-wife? so i wasn't a, i honestly did not really watch fraser so i That's don't know not a bad thing yeah <laughs> i was trying to remember why i love bb newworth and i was like it can't be from fraser but maybe yeah who knows oh yes jumanji I uh, think she she was the aunt in Jumanji. Well, I'm convinced I should go see Jumanji. <laughs> yes, the original. Yeah, I've never I've never seen any of the Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the proper proper way to refer to oh, it. Thank goodness, I was very worried for us. The pluralisms, there. yes. <laughs> ah, so uh, do you have any recommendations? Yes, um, I am recommending. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm recommending the to rewatch if you haven't seen it uh or if you've seen it rewatching and if you've never seen it to watch uh <laughs> Mad Men. Oh, gotcha gotcha. Nice. I've yes. never seen it. I've certainly never seen it. It's good. It's 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 like one of those uh it's just a really fun like a uh, interesting period piece series um and uh it's it, it's equally like entertaining and frustrating to watch because it's like the worst parts of like consumerism like you're getting the perspective of the people involved in it um oh yeah i love it yeah very Um, cool it's It's a good show maybe one day i will catch it yes (laughs) uh what about you um i think my recommendation for this time is to start a podcast if you don't have a podcast give it a try it's fun it's a good time you end up learning stuff about how to do it and you get better and better at it. And it's fun. So start a podcast. That's a good wreck. Yeah. Thank you. As uh, someone who's fellow podcast. Right. Hosting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like to think so. Uh, and there's no wrong time to do it. No uh, wrong time. And I feel like additional yeah, advice is like, you know, don't overthink it. Yeah, that's so key. Pick a thing you like talking about and boom, you're done. Exactly. Something you already have conversations about on the regular and just mm. put it in podcast form. That is a very good call. Uh, but yeah, it's time for plugs. Do you have any of those? Let's see. Uh, uh, my my plug for now is the next Dreamboat show. Um, and my, oh. oh, and my stand-up show actually, which will come first. Ooh, nice. What's your, yeah. When's that stand-up show coming up? 
Um, so that is on October 28th. So it's Halloween weekend. Um, it's Saturday, October 28th at 7.30 p.m. at the second stage at Broadwater. Awesome. Um, and it's, yeah, I took a stand-up class uh, at the pack and a headliner to be determined right now, but hopefully <laughs> we get someone great. And That would be very be cool. Yeah, your your teacher knows some some good names, so I think it's very likely. Yes, Jason Ben Glass, uh, uh, great great teacher, great uh, stand up. Saw him do a show a couple weeks ago, and it was really fun. So, oh, nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. He um he's on one of my improv teams. Um, uh, he took my he took a sketch class with we we both took a sketch class together at the same time. I think it was. We were both in the same UCB 101 sketch class with Nick Weiger. And um, and after that, he started doing stand-up stuff and then improv stuff and all this stuff. Yeah, it seems like he does a lot. And he was talking about how he had like, uh, he did a stand-up show, but he's, yeah, done a lot of improv and then also has like a sketch comedy album which i've never i've never listened to anything like that so i'm curious to see what that's about oh cool yeah oh we should get him on we should bring him on sometime i feel like he would have very specific interesting movie choices i i feel like that's yeah that i i definitely could see him having yeah very specific taste in movies yeah he's got he's got great um he's got great uh style tastes and in very cool interesting music tastes and so i feel like movies would just go hand in hand with that yeah and i base that based on the fact that we both have incredible style tastes and incredible music tastes yeah <laughs> this is true and uh which hopefully segues into oh and another plug which is your show which you'll probably be plugging too i will october 21st <laughs> uh seeing kids that is right oh you were waiting for me to say it too um, <laughs> mine are unfortunately all in uh in chronological order so i have a bunch of other ones before that that i'm about to plug <laughs> okay well yes uh seeing kids at perfect. midnight scalloween hell yeah oh um, perfect yes and that's uh, that's it for me wonderful well tonight i've got crash this fun halloween costume party or i think it's just halloween costume party I put in the fun every time, but I don't think fun is in the name normally because that's too much for the graphic design. Tonight, I've got Crash This Halloween Costume Party, <laughs> um, which is on uh, the 16th tonight um, of October. We've got in-costume musical improv from a group who might be Candy Apple Red if they have said yes by now, or if not, it will be a different group who I am talking to. We'll find out. Um, we also have in costume improv from Bird Jail, Off the Bat, and Sweet Dalai Lama. That is 7 p.m. Clubhouse main stage. Who, wh what will I be dressed as? Who knows? Maybe I'll be dressed mm. as all of the members of the faculty. <laughs> all of them at once? That would be kind of fun. I could I could try some of that out. I could immediate think, immediately think of some ideas based off things that happen in this movie. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'll do the faculty costume. Who knows? Mm. I got to think about that. Uh for um, the brief amount of time that I have to do that. My question is, would it be a spoiler if I saw you in costume? That's a really good point. Um, yes, it would. I It would be definitely a spoiler because I'd have to pick something like from the movie that was like a real high point of like something weird. There are yeah. a couple of things. There are like real strong pieces in it 
that are like crazy enough to do. Um, I don't know how I would pull off some of those, honestly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? I'll have to think about that. Anyway, okay. on October 9th. Oh, go for it. Oh, no. I just said, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> cool, cool. On October 19th, I've got Dubset, uh, as, as mentioned before, with special guest VO artist Jen Burton, who plays Pamela Voorhees in the Friday the 13th video game. But don't get confused. The show is not on Friday the 13th. It is on October 19th, which is a <laughs> Thursday at 8 p.m. in the Pack Theater Broadwater Studio. Um, the smaller space. We're moving to the smaller space. And it should be nice, honestly. Last time we did a show there, I really liked it. It was a little hot, but it was hot in an audience way, too, where everyone was talking and loud and fun. It was great. Yeah, uh, it's close to closer uh, quarters, and it feels like, you know, more... Uh energetic that way yeah i think it's also like half the rent so that's really cool that oh, was a that nice surprise nice. yeah i was like wow this is so much nicer rent wise so um you know it's always a trade-off in the best ways and that was a pretty good one uh and october 21st on it uh, um seeing kids is doing scalloween 3 season of the ska witch <laughs> i also realized that um that the sketch team Frendo is doing uh, their Halloween 3 season of the witch, uh, Frendoween 3 season of the witch or something, um, which I think is already passed by now. And I looked at their promo stuff and I was like, I got to make sure my promo stuff is very different because this is just coincidentally also the third Halloween show we've done. Ooh. And we also are leaning into the season of the witch thing. So, you know. It was weird how that happened, but that's okay. Scott, which is very different. And, Parallel uh, thinking. Yeah, exactly. And they're all sweetie pies, and I love them all, honestly. And yeah. So I hope their show went very well. And I hope. I they think all... it's next Saturday, actually, or it's uh, on the fourteenth. Yeah. So by that, by so it will have been done already. It will have been done. Yeah. Boom. So I hope it went very well, and then I hope that I went and watched it, and I hope that they come and see mine. Um, <laughs> But yes, we have special guest co-host slash co-producer Bree Jones, the one I'm currently talking to. <gasps> Crazy. And also Ryan Pig, another very, very funny human being who has, I don't think he does a lot of comedy stuff live anymore. So I feel very good bringing him uh, back to the improv world a little bit. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, he's great. Um, from one of my favorite sketch teams ever, the Burbs, who I love very much. Lovely team. We'll also have a performance from a ska band called Opposite Standard. Um, we'll have stand-up from Nikki Black, stand-up from Cy Clark Chan, the partner of Robert Clark Chan. Uh, we'll have tales of high school ska from Bree's boyfriend, Ryan Clark. Woo! Woo! Uh, we'll have something ska-witchy from Molly McIsaac. And we'll have guest improv from Drew Defonzo Marks, my 201 improv teacher from UCB, along with Garrett Mendez, who was on dub set with me and Emerson Dibley, who is also a very funny gentleman who doesn't do enough improv and needs to do more. Wow. Show's going to be very good. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you're sort of bringing together a lot of people who've maybe been out of it for a little bit. And that sounds like really fun. It's a good combo of people who are like sort of newer to parts of it and sort of uh, old school and sort of haven't done it in a minute. And, I've been trying to get Drew to come do this ska show for a long time because he's a major ska fan. And I was really happy that he said yes. Uh, but yeah, October 21st, 11.59 p.m. Pack Theater Broadwater, second stage. Kaboom. Woo! Woo! Uh, please give us a five-star rating and leave us a review and also subscribe or do any of those things independently. That's cool. 
if you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. Um, and we appreciate that. Special thanks to our editor, Bree Jones. Thank you, Bree. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, and thank you all so much for listening to You Need to See This Blog. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. We love you, son. We want to help you. Then believe me. I'm telling the truth. Something really weird is happening at school. The teachers, something's happened to them. Don't push it, all right? I'm bending as far as I can here, but if you push it... Just let me call it Delilah, please. Okay. That's it. Your privileges are now over. No phone. Sorry. Over. No. Internet. You'll go to school, straight to school, and you'll come straight home. You got it? I'm not going back to that school. They're waiting for me. Oh, you'll go. If I have to tie to the desk myself, you'll go.